Welcome to The First 15, and thanks for taking 15 minutes to transform your real estate career. And now your host, master coach, and founder of Real Estate Grad School, Rich Levin. And we will get started. So we start every day now with a question that refers back to yesterday's First 15. So my question for you today is, what was at least one of the rules of your pre-listing walkthrough? So can somebody answer that? And while you're answering that, I'll also know that you um, can hear me. So what was one of the rules of the pre-listing walkthrough yesterday? Somebody give me a quick hello. If not, um, and Diana, good to see you here live. Um, somebody have a, even if nobody has an answer to that, can somebody quickly give me a heads up that you guys can hear me and I'm gonna continue hopefully and see that. I see hands up, but I don't see an actual message using the questions tab. All right, here we go. Um, correct, Bonnie. Don't talk about prices. You're doing your walkthrough. Nicely done. Thank you for catching that. All right. Today, we're going to do day three of our listing presentation. As we get into listing presentation, I'm going to really take our time going through this in these first 15-minute webinars. We're going to spend a long time, maybe a couple of weeks at least, each day continuing to build out your listing presentation okay and it people um oh are we talking about one step two step today no we're talking about um accurate cma that's from yesterday let's skip over that every day as we begin i remind you to open your daily routine list and open your daily routine list if you don't have a daily routine list you can email me and i will send that off to you Open your daily routine list and read read through the entire routine. Yes, it's a whole page. It is. It will remind you of all the things that you need to do in order for you to build a business that grows very rapidly year after year. It's a very simple, uncomplicated, but very comprehensive list. Um, and uh, yeah, Bruce, you go to coaching in First 15. A quick reminder, this coming Tuesday, Kyle Killebrew is going to be a guest speaker. Um, many, many of my top agents, agents selling over 100 houses a year, earning into the uh, six figures and into the seven figures, have asked me um, for the, to be sure I send them the link to that. So we're going to have a nice audience, lots of interaction. I'm asking you to send questions ahead of time because I'm going to organize the questions. We may not take many live questions. So planning to be this Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, um, if you want to email me to make sure you get a link, if you're getting the links normally for these webinars, you should be fine. And Kyle Killebrew, Kyle's a longstanding client, a friend, and look forward to interviewing him on Tuesday. All right. So I'm, you come, I'm working from a document called Keys to Perfecting Your Listing Presentation, which is the document that uh, gives you all the tips on how to really build a stronger listing presentation. And I started out, by, I started out yesterday, and I'll continue, continue today to uh, say that there are three parts to your listing system. There's preparation, pre-listing presentation, preparation for your listing presentation, and then the listing presentation itself, and then once you have the listing, service to the sellers. So we're gonna go through this. We're on that first stage still, pre-listing presentation preparation. We talked about asking great questions over the phone, particularly if you're a one-step listing person. Asking great questions over the phone, and in that workbook, there is uh, two pages that are the questions over the phone. And if you go to the Real Estate Grad School Library, um, 
digital presentation. Oh, uh, do you have a question about that, Bonnie? Um, if you have, if there is a, um, uh, if, if you go to the library, just look up the word questions, find this document called pre-listing questions over the phone. You will find more cooperation, better relationships, and you will clearly, you will clearly, um, you will clearly, uh, forgive me, I'm just being distracted by a question. I'll have to ignore that. Bonnie, send that to me separately, and I'm going to just move these questions so they don't distract our presentation here. Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, so you can look up the word questions in the library. You'll get that document. You want to ask great questions over the phone. There's much benefit to that, particularly if you're a do, well, if you do a one-step listing, you already know, hopefully, that you have to ask great, ask great questions over the phone. All right. That was the first step. Now we're working on the second step, which is the pre-listing walkthrough. Yesterday we talked about the walkthrough. Whether you do the walkthrough at the beginning of your one-step presentation, going through the house with the seller, or you do your walkthrough at the second step or at the first step of a two-step presentation, you still do a walkthrough. And I have some rules of the walkthrough. Um, today's opening question was about that. I want to review this very quickly. When you walk through the house with the seller, if you discuss price, you are going to have a problem because the person has already have an opinion and poss possibly a prejudice against your opinion before you even sit down at your listing presentation. If you discuss marketing plan, if you discuss, discuss staging, you may impress them, but heck, you're already there at the listing presentation. It's likely if you discuss those things, it is going to hurt you during your listing presentation. Number one, because the seller may already be thinking about that and what you told them. The, the seller may be uh, not like or not agree with something you said and is not going to tell you till you get there. It's just it's a distraction. So as you go through your walkthrough, do not present. Do not discuss price. Do not discuss marketing. Do not discuss staging. Well, what if the seller asks you about it? You just nicely defer them. Defer the discussion on those things to your listing presentation. You know, we're going to go over all of that. Um, all of that when we sit down in just a few minutes or when we come back and we actually talk to you about how to market your house best. Um, but at the moment, I just want to take a good look. Can you tell me any repairs that you guys have done? So you switch over and ask a question of them about the house. Okay. Now, nobody's going to stand there and stamp their foot and say, no, gosh darn it, you tell me about that right now or I'm going to throw you out of my house. They're going to trust your judgment because you have taken control with the way you have entered and led and, and greeted them and thanked them, possibly given them a gift. We didn't talk about that. Let me throw it in right now real quickly. I strongly recommend in every listing presentation, you bring a small gift, small box of candy, uh, uh, you know, something that maybe you tell them ahead of time, you're going to Starbucks, stop at Starbucks, buy their favorite coffees, so they thank you. The point is all of these things help you subtly control the listing presentation and the, the, the listing, the time that you're there. One of the things that helps you con control that is to um, to discuss uh, to clearly discuss um, uh, all those things price marketing plan and staging at your um, listing presentation and I have some coaching clients who do the same thing they pause I realize it's stuff going on on our phones and then also as you're walking through the house casually ask questions to determine motivation and attitude toward price so you're looking around and say, did you guys have a price in mind, like a minimum price you wanted to get or a price you wanted to start at? They say, most of the often they will say, no, that's what we're we, we have you over here for. And you say, no problem. I'm going to give you a, a very specific opinion once we sit down. All right. So we're still on this topic of 
prepare, but pass the walkthrough. Now I want to talk about price recommendation. Now you'll notice I, I, I don't call it pricing. I call it price recommendation. I do that specifically so that you, so that you, it's, you're, it's emphasized that our job, your job is to recommend price. You're not choosing the price the house is going to go on the market. It would be nice if you could, but ultimately the seller is going to choose the price. You're going to recommend price. And it's very important when we get to pricing, you'll understand that, that you understand it's a recommendation and you phrase it as a recommendation to, so the seller understands they control the price. And some people say, Rich, if you let the seller control the price, they're always going to price it too high. First of all, that's not true. Uh, and you will have that experience once you start recommending price. Secondly, you behave, you behave as if you own the price, which it will ultimately put you in conflict with the seller. When you recommend the price and you let them own the price, it actually gives you much greater control. That's for a little bit later. Right now, I just want to talk about preparing pricing. So as a professional, and you are a professional, and if anybody tells you differently, you get on our live calls, you send me a message. There's no one, man, I'll take a minute on this. It's Friday. I might go over our 830, um, 830 timeline here. You know, when a doctor, a lawyer, a, 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 a successful person, when anyone of substance moves to town, the first thing they look for is a real estate agent. Anyone of substance who has friends who are real estate agents, when they're going to put their house on the market, they either want to ask those professionals their opinions, the real estate agents, or they will ask those real, those professionals and opinions. We are tr by the people who are professionals. We're treated as professionals. Now, not all of us. If you're newer in the business, or you're not competent, or you're sloppy, it's very likely you're not dealing with many as many professionals as those of you who are bringing a high level of skill and commitment to the business. So, as a professional, you need to be competent. Oops not competent to write you need competence at oh you need to be competent at or you need competence at determining an accurate sale price so that you can make an accurate price recommendation or price adjustment recommendation it does not take a lot of practice and skill to be very competent at pricing i know that shocks some of you but it is true if it weren't true why do so many agents just run a cma on the computer and they go by it okay so to do the most accurate CMA, number one, before you, you can run a CMA on the computer, but you're going to use that just sort of as a reference point because you also want to get the maximum information about the owner and their move. Go to Google the owner. If you have any other tools, any other software, any other sites you go to to find out about owners, uh, go to the owner's um, Facebook and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn pages get the maximum information uh, from the owner about their move and then get the in, uh, maximum information about the owner as a matter of fact get the maximum information about the property and about the owner okay you go to tax information go to uh, listing history or multiple listing information um, go to all the social media so you know what the owners told you about their move and about themselves you know what you found out and it, it, there's a there, the number one rule in negotiating, okay, now let's step back. Why am I saying rule in negotiating? We're talking about pricing. When you present pricing to the owner, it's a negotiation. The whole listing presenta presentation is a negotiation over asking price, over time of the listing, over commissions. The whole listing presentation, our business is full of these 
smaller negotiations. So first rule of negotiating, you might want to write this down. Most people don't know this, don't understand it, and it is absolutely universally the truth. The number one rule of, of negotiation is getting the most information about the seller and about the situation. The, the negotiator with more information will control the negotiation. The person who controls the negotiation will win most often. So get the maximum information from the owner about the move and get the maximum information about the property and the owner from tax information, from listing history ML, from the owner themselves, uh, from social media, even from neighbors and people that may know who the owner is. Had one client who got a call, uh, looked them up on Facebook, noticed that they were Facebook friends with other friends of theirs, called their friends to tell them that that they were uh, that they uh, had run across that person online, didn't want to disclose they were thinking of selling. That's a break in confidentiality. When they talked to the person, this 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 seller, potential seller, they said, oh, I, I noticed on Facebook, you know, it, and it built instant rapport, okay? Now, to get the most accurate CMA, get the maximum number of comparable properties. So if you, if you pick the neighborhood and you know which part of the neighborhood has similar properties, I want you to look at every house that is sold, get a list of every house that is sold, either take it with you on your tablet or phone, or take a printed copy with you and drive by every single comparable to, to determine in your own mind why it's sold for what it's sold for, what the exceptions are, so that it's not even possible for the seller to um, say to you, what about that house across the street? And you haven't thought about that house already. Also, at, this, at the, the listing presentation, i like you to show the seller all of the comparables you looked at and how you, why you sorted them out and chose the one you chose. Now, people say, Rich, why are you doing all this work? You don't have a listing yet. How much are you going to earn when you get that listing? You're going to earn thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. Of course, if you're a professional, you do your homework. You want your doctor to look at your full history of your health, not just depend on their memory and mix you up with some other client. All right. So once you've got all that, while you're out there driving by the comparables, you drive by the subject property, drive by the comparables, make notes. Then you go back to your office, look at the CMA that the computer chose, sort and examine it, decide if those are the comparables you want to use or if you have some better comparables that will help you get the price that you are going to recommend or close to it. Note the differences from the subject property. Then customize and perfect your own market analysis. And then take a moment and rehearse your pricing presentation. Think about the things that you want to emphasize for this particular property and this seller. So this is, if you look at these steps, these are not, these do not take a great deal of experience. Well, don't you have to have a lot of experience to look at all those things and analyze it? Yes, but not that much experience. And it's pretty obvious, straightforward stuff, just that most agents don't do the work. And the agents that do have an enormous advantage. You will get more referrals. People will like you and trust you more. You will get more cooperation when you really do the job of a professional and, and when you're putting together your CMA. So your ingredient for your recipe of success today, do your daily routine list, complete your daily routine, and do the work you feel confident to make your price in your price recommendation. Step up the work, add some work, and be more clear. Now, if you don't know, if you're really concerned that you don't know, you're really still not confident in your pricing, welcome to the world. 
There is no person on earth that can be a hundred that can be accurate on the pricing every time because we don't know what the market's going to do and how the public's going to respond to the house. The best appraiser in the world doesn't have the best appraiser in the world will do what a real estate agent does. Most appraisers already know their target when they go to appraise the house. So they can be a little lazy about that. But realtors, we don't have that luxury. We've got to be right. Or we've got to at least know what's right so we can guide the seller correctly throughout our relationship with them. So you do the work, and I promise you there are multiple rewards throughout your career in addition to getting the pricing right in your own mind. Um, if the seller doesn't price to sell um, initially, gives you enough uh, ammunition and background to get them to that price eventually when they're correctly motivated. Anyway, it's a big deal. Um, hug the ones you love, make a great weekend, make a sale, and uh, I'll talk to you all on Monday unless you reach out soon. Thank you for listening to the First 15 Podcast with Rich Levin, who's been helping develop top agents for over 20 years. If you love this episode and want to see the visuals that go along with it, go to regradschool.com for a free First 15 or sign up for coaching at regradschool.com and watch the First 15 every Monday through Friday.